Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Y'all come on in. 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 Y'all come on in. Say hello to me. Come on in. Come on in. Y'all come on in and say hello to me. Say hey. Say hey, hey, hey. Y'all come on in. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Ernestine. There's my friend. How you doing today, Ernestine? It is so good to see you on. Well, that's good, Rachel. You're doing better. Trying to keep your spirit up. And I'm definitely praying for you. I am definitely praying that those mind games leave. The devil is a lie. He will no longer play with your thoughts. He will no longer play with your mind. He will no longer play with your heart. He will no longer play with your feelings. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, y'all come on in. Come on through. That's good. I saw, I commented on your post with your son. He is so cute. He is just so cute. And he is growing up so big. I was like, oh my gosh. He is growing up really big. He is. He is growing up. He's so handsome. But y'all come on. I'm going to start in two minutes. I'm going to pray in two minutes. This gives you all an opportunity. Hey, Minister Laquanda, it gives y'all an opportunity to share this to your pages. Some days I feel defeated, like giving up, but I'm not a quitter. That's right. Giving up is not an option. You know, listen, I wanted to give up. So if I could get a dollar for how many times I wanted to give up, man, I'd, well, I'd have more than what I have now. <laughs> Amen. If I gave myself a dollar for every time I wanted to give up, um, because, you know, sometimes here in life, it's life. And we need to understand it's life. We're going to go through. He's 17. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. He. Oh, my gosh, Ernestine. I did not know he was 17 years old. Oh, my gosh. Well, Jacob is six. Well, Jacob will be 16, March the 14th. Jacob will be Jacob is 15 right now. I just I can't believe it. I can't I can't believe it. How Jacob is really growing up on me. Pretty soon he's gonna be out of the house. He is, he is gonna be out of the house. And I'm just be like, oh Lord Jesus. But y'all come on. I wouldn't, I, I'm sharing this as, as well. I wouldn't ask y'all to do something that I wouldn't do. 
So y'all come on, share this to your pages if you want. It's by choice. How old is Stefan? Stefan is 14. Stefan will be 14 in December. And you know, he's back with his mom. He is back with his mama. He is, he is back with his mama. He is, he's back with that mama. Not that mama, but he's back with his mama. Right? Don't take that back. I wasn't saying it like that. But he is back with his mother and his family. And he's doing really good. He's playing football now, too. I'm trying to share this, y'all. Give me a second. Here we go. There it is. All right. So I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't ask y'all to do something that I wouldn't do. I'm sharing this as well. Amen. And so, you know, God is good. He is worthy to be praised. So I'm trying to get all my little shares in. I was wondering where he was at. Yeah. Hey, Tanika. Yeah, sometimes we'll have him on live. We will. Sometimes we have him on live and he'll want to um he'll want to be seen sometimes and sometimes he doesn't and so we just go on with it. We just go on with it. We just go on with it. So give me give me one more minute. I know I know I got I got to share this to, to one more page y'all give me a moment i'm gonna tell y'all all something this lesson is gonna bless your whole soul i i i i i, I, I I'm, I'm just saying i was talking to minister laquanda about it and i was like um yeah this is going this is going to be this is this is going to be um it's gonna be good y'all it is, it is, it's going to be good. It is going to be good. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I am. I'm really, really excited about it. I really, really am. God is moving. He is. And it's, it's going to teach us that, well, let me just go on. Jacob does better than me. I'm camera shy. Right? So come on. All right, so let's go forward. Let's go forward. I got them in. Okay, I got them in. So here we go. Lord God, I thank you for allowing me to be in this place one more time. Continue to give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God. Look on Minister Laquanda, Ernestine. Look on Rachel and Tanika, Lord God. Touch all of those who are watching publicly and who is watching privately, Lord God, that you will touch their mind, their heart, and their spirit. And God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Continue to walk me through this uh, the book of Kings, Lord God, and we are in chapter 18. And Lord God, I thank you for letting us know that sometimes if we got to prove who you are, then we can do that to show those false preachers who they are not, to, to, to show those false teachers who they are not, to show the people that are not giving what you're supposed to, that they're supposed to be given, who is putting your name on stuff and you're not saying anything, to, to put your name in situations and you're not saying anything. And just like you told Jeremiah to tell the people, woe to those pastors who are slaughtering the sheep, woe to those pastors who are separating the sheep, woe to those pastors who are mistreating the sheep, Lord God. 
God. You're telling us to beware. You're telling us to be careful. So God, allow us those true leaders, the true men and women of God, Lord God, to let people know that we're not your leader, but we are to lead you to our leader. And our leader is Jesus Christ, whom God has sent his only begotten son to show us what it means to be betrayed, to show us what it means to be denied, to show us what it means to feel the spirit of doubt when somebody is doubting our abilities. They're doubting who we are. They're doubting that we're no longer laying down to our past. They're denying who we are and they're betraying us because they don't like us or they don't love us or they hate us and they're just evil. But God, I thank you for showing me that I'm not their leader, that you are their leader. You are to lead them to to the kingdom of heaven. You are to lead them to God the Father. And we're supposed to teach them and we're supposed to guide them and we're supposed to give them the encouraging word. We're supposed to teach them who you are. We're supposed to teach them your commandments and your judgments and your statutes. We're supposed to teach them who they're supposed to serve. We're supposed to teach them that they do have a choice and what will be your choice and whom you will serve. So God, I thank you for teaching me this, for showing me this and using me as the example and using me to be able to give the example and the analogies and the teaching and everything that I need to give to not just help the Christians, but help the widows, to help the poor, to help the less fortunate, to help the homeless, to help the orphans, Lord God, that we are to help them in a place of brokenness, in a place of hurt, in a place of confusion, in a place of chaos, in a place of not understanding where they are. So God continue to to allow the ministry that you have given to me when I do turn into I don't the vows of the vows to show wives how they're supposed to be, to help husbands who they should be. To, to strengthen their marriage, to let them know that grace for grace, but grace is not to be taken advantage of. We're not supposed to be misusing grace. Oh God, I thank you. God, we cannot control people. We cannot control what they say. We cannot control how they act. We cannot control those things or those people or what they do to us. But we have the power and the ability, the human power and the ability that you give to us through the Holy Spirit to control ourselves, to have self-discipline, to have self-control, to self-examine ourselves. So God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive me of any sin that I might've done that was not pleasing in your sight, that was seen or unseen, Lord God. Forgive those that are on here that may still have unforgiveness in their heart, that may not be walking in what you've called them to do, that they may not be saying what you have called them to say. They may not be acting how you told them to act. They need to learn how to behave through the Holy Spirit. 
So God, I pray this prayer on today that you also cover my leaders, Lord God. That, that, that you cover those that you have placed in my life to help them to lead me to the rock, to lead me to healing, to lead me to deliverance, to, to, to lead me to salvation. But Jesus Christ, you're my leader. You're my leader. But thank you for placing those pastors and those teachers in my life for growth and maturity. So God, I bless your name and I glorify you. Who cover me? Remove my flesh out of the way and allow your spirit to take over. In the mighty name of Jesus, your blood still works. You're Jehovah Jireh, you're Jehovah Nisi. You're the God of this world. You're God Almighty. You're Joshua. You're Yahweh. You're Emmanuel. You're the first and the last. You're the Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the lily in the valley. You're our strength. You're our healer. You're our deliverer. So God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And in Jesus' name, I pray. We pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we all say amen. 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 Good to see you on here, Sister Vivian. Viviana. Viviana. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Amen. Let us go ahead and go forth. Now, listen, we are coming from 1 Kings. We're coming from... First Kings chapter 18. Y'all already know how I am. Get your Bibles, get your notepads, get your pens. Write, script, write these scriptures down that I give you. You go back and you read and study as well. I'm not going to go through. Listen, uh, chapter 18 was a long chapter, but I promise you it's going to bless your whole soul. But listen, um, I'm going to I'm going to be skipping around 18. But I'm going to try to make this real short so that you will understand I'm sounding the alarm. I'm sounding the alarm because there are some others who won't ring the bell. And I keep forgetting they'll get my bell. But what will your choice be? What will your choice be? And so and some of you may know the story of elijah in chapter 18 and some of you may not so that's why i said i'm not just going to give you i'm just not going to paraphrase this we're going to walk through some of these scriptures so pay attention ask your questions listen i love to see your hearts i really do i love to see your hearts i love to see y'all interacting i love to see y'all saying amen i love to see you and you say it's touching me it's helping me this is for me so be active if you're able if you're not it is okay I promise you, it is okay. Help push me. Amen. Help push me. Listen, in 1 Kings chapter 18, I'm going to read verses 7 through 10 first. And it says, And Obadiah was in the way. Behold, Elijah met him and knew him and fell on his face and said, Are you that my Lord Elijah? Obadiah recognized Elijah and he humbled himself and he hugged him and he kissed him. That means he was happy to see him. Verse nine says, uh, verse eight says, and Elijah answered, I am 
go tell your Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And those highlighters, that's right, Tanika. Get get those highlighters, y'all. Get them, get them, get them, get them, get them. Get those highlighters. I need to move this out the way for a second before I, before I heard it. Okay. Get those highlighters. Listen. Listen. So, verse 9 says, And he said, What have I sinned that you would deliver your servant into the land, into the hand of Ahab? <laughs> he said, To slay me. So, what Obadiah was saying to Elijah is, Hold on. What we're not going to do is this. Now, um, Ahab is out, him and his wife, they killing prophets. Obadiah said to Elijah, have I, have I sinned? And this is your way of having me killed. I need y'all to catch that. Obadiah said to Elijah, what have I sinned? That you would deliver your servant unto the hand of Ahab to slay me? Obadiah said, as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or no kingdom whether my Lord has not sent to seek you. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they find you not. You know what that means? They swore by God saying, I bet not find that prophet Elijah. I bet not see him. He bet not come my way. How many of you have said that about somebody? I'm going to need y'all to catch all of this. How many times have you said they bet not come my way? I bet not see them. I ain't got time for them today. Listen, because let me let me read that to you, because I know you see some of y'all like, not some of y'all, but it might be I ain't going to say it might not be some of y'all, but sometimes we do ask that question like, is God really saying that? Well, let, let me, let me, let me just show you. Let, let me just help you out. Let me just go there and read it to you in the NLT. And I believe that that, that, that right there is going to bless your whole soul. Listen, 9 through 14, let me read it with, let, let me, hold on. That's the wrong version. I'm about to give y'all something else. Let me get to my little thing. Okay, NLT. This is the NLT version. And listen to what Obadiah said. He said, oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. <laughs> to find you. And each time he was told, Elijah isn't here. King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his claims. And now you say, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. I think not. <laughs> I think not. Which reminds me when Jesus went to Ananias and told him that Saul was coming and that he was bringing Saul and that Ananias needed to open up his home 
and to watch over Saul. And Ananias said to Jesus, um, you do know he killing preachers, right? You do know he killing Christians, men and women. And you want me to do what? And Jesus said to Ananias, he's my chosen vessel that's going to do a work that I need him to do. You have to be careful who you shoo away when it comes to a true man of God or a true prophet that God is sending. And Elijah was that true prophet. But listen, verse 12 says, but as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. When Ahab comes and cannot find you, he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. All my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, he's talking about Ahab, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophet, the, the Lord's prophet, okay? I hid 100 of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. This version says, sir, if I do that, Ahab will certainly kill me. I want to say to some of you on today, don't be afraid of what the Lord speaks to you to speak. And I know sometimes it is fearful. I know sometimes it is hard. I know sometimes to hear something from the Lord, especially him telling you to go speak to your enemy or go speak to somebody that has betrayed you or go speak to somebody that has literally hurt you. And it doesn't matter if it's your husband, a wife, a sister, a brother, a cousin, a leader. It doesn't matter who it is. You're not going to be so quick to go give them a word when you just like, they trying to kill me. They want me dead. They want me destroyed. But that's what Satan wants us today. In this society today, in this world today, Satan is still trying to kill prophets. Satan is still trying to destroy prophets. Satan is still trying to kill, steal, and destroy God's true prophets. Literally, he is. But verse 15 says, but Elijah said to Obadiah, I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab this very day. Sometimes we have to go and confront that person is trying to kill us. Sometimes we do have to go and confront the person that wants to harm us. Sometimes we do have to go and confront and stand be and stand in the presence of the Lord. God had already told us in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, so Obadiah, so in 16, so Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. And when Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, so is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? Listen, when you are a true prophet, you will be titled the troublemaker. They will also make it seem to other people that you are a false prophet. But when you, hey, Katina, but when you know your word, you should be able to recognize true and false. You should be able to recognize good and evil. You should be able to recognize what it is or what it isn't. 
if you are in your word. Because at the end of the day, when you are a true man or woman of God, when you are a true prophet for the Lord and you're his spokesman and he's called you to speak for him, trust me, it's going to line up in the word. Listen, first, go to first. Let me put this. Let me put this in here right quick. Let me let me put this scripture to y'all. Y'all go and read. Y'all go read and study the scripture. First John. Four one. Let me just help y'all out. First John four and one. Let me let me read it to you all. Cause you gotta you gotta understand that you have a right to prove something. You have a right to test it. You have a right to weigh it out. You have a right to figure out what will your choice be. Do I serve you or do I serve God? Do I follow you or do I follow God? Do I do what you ask me to do or do I do what God has told me to do? Listen, it says First John 4 and 1, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Why? Because scripture says, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That is why. The reason for testing every spirit, a person moved or inspired by a spirit, is that many false prophets will enter the church. This will be especially true as tolerance for error and unbiblical teaching increases toward the end of age. This stuff is not just going on today. This was going on back then. So we should already know when, when God said generation after generation, generation after generation, each generation was to teach, to preach the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, the laws of God. Listen, here's what you have to understand. Christians are commanded to test all professed Christian teachers. Can I say that again? Christians are commanded to test all professed Christian teachers, writers, preachers, and prophets. And in fact, any individual who claims his or her work or message comes from the Holy Spirit. The word says it. Okay. Believers may never come from, I'm sorry, believers may never assume that a ministry or spiritual experience is from God merely because one claims it to be. Furthermore, no teaching or doctrine may be accepted as true solely on the basis of success, miracles, or apparent anointing. All teaching, all teaching must be tested against the revelation of God's truth. In scripture, in scripture, the spirit of the teaching must be tested as well as its content. I was studying a book with a young lady titled um, Breaking All the Rules. And he said, 
if people are not teaching the content, it's causing them to be a con. Get it? C-O-N-T-E-N-T. Those first three letters, con. Don't be con by false teachers. Don't be con by false prophets. Don't be con by false anything because you're looking on the outside and you don't know what's going on on the inside. And you can be manipulated by a pastor. You can be manipulated by a bishop. You can be manipulated by an apostle. You can be manipulated by an evangelist. You can be manipulated by anyone, whether they hold title or not, especially Christians. And that's so sad. That is so sad. We have to understand, does the teaching bear the same kind of spirit and emphasis as bear the same, I'm sorry, and emphasis as Jesus? and New Testament apostolic teaching. Beware of any teaching that a person claims to have received from the Holy Spirit or an angel that cannot be supported by sound biblical exegesis. Exegesis, y'all know what I mean. Teachers' lives must be tested as to their relation to the spirit of this age or ungodly world and to the lordship of Christ. And that was just verse one. So you have to know this thing for yourself. Listen, I'm gonna stop right there. Okay, no, I need, no, 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 no. Listen, they called, Ahab called Elijah a troublemaker of Israel. Verse 18 says, I have made no, so Elijah said, I have made no trouble for Israel. You and your family are the troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshiped the images of Baal and said, So Elijah went on and told him, now summon all Israel to join me at Mount Carmel, along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, who are supported by Jezebel. Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. If y'all do not study up on Jezebel, see, that's why y'all keep being manipulated. Because see, Jezebel know how to work the women and the men. She's a controlling, domineering devil. She's a controlling, domineering devil. She's out for her own game to do her own thing. And she actually had a vineyard that a man did not want to give up. So she lied. And then had that man killed so that Ahab could take the vineyard because Ahab wanted it. Oh, I'm talking about a Jezebel demon. I'm talking about a Jezebel demon, a Jezebel spirit. And it just doesn't happen 
from men. It happens from women as well. So Ahab did what Elijah had said. He summoned all the people of Israel and the, and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, how much longer will you waver hobbling between two, two opinions? I need y'all to catch this. This is where the title comes from today. What will your choice be? Elijah said to them, let me read it from the King James Version. Let me read it from the King James Version. Verse 21 says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if thou, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Well, why would you not answer? Well, you know, because that's what we do. We won't answer a word. He said it here. They wavered, hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is your God, follow him. But if Baal is your God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. Let me show you something in scripture. I, I need to give you the scripture. Y'all need to write this scripture down. Revelation. Revelation. About to help you out. Revelation 22. Revelation 22. Let, let me go there. Revelation 22. And I'm going to start at the 10th verse. Revelation 22. And I'm going to read over to 15. I could read the rest. No, let me just stop at 15. Don't want to stop at 15. No. Let me. I'm going to read that whole thing. I'm going to read it all the way down to 21, but I put it here. I put it right here. That's right. Listen, listen to, listen, and I need y'all to catch this. I, I need y'all to understand revelation. This is a distinction between the good and the evil. Elijah just told them, y'all are wavering between what you want to do, but you're going to have to make a choice. And I could back that up with scripture. But right now, I want to read to you Revelation 22, 10 on. Listen. And he said unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, the Bible. For the time is at hand. Now listen to this key verse, verse 11. Here, verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Jesus said, and behold, I come quickly. Well, you have to understand is the message and the prophecy of the book must be proclaimed to all believers and all churches. Because see, every believer is not a Christian. But, but a believer believes in something. But they're not the church. But that's, 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 that's another thing for another day. But listen, verse 11 said, if they want to be unjust, let them be unjust. They want to be filthy, let them be filthy. But if you want to be righteous, let them be righteous. You want to be holy, be holy. Listen, this may mean that those who reject John's prophecy will continue in their sins. Believers, however, 
will be righteous still and be holy still as the manifestation of their per perseverance in faith until Christ returns. So what does that mean? Just like Jesus said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So what does that mean? That means notice how the last two chapters of the Bible focus on the issue of lying. Let me read that to you. Revelations 21 and 8. This is going to help you out right here. Revelations 21 and 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Hey, Minister Curl, I, I need you all to really understand what's going on here. So those who practice falsehood, are mentioned three times. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Those who maketh a lie will not enter God's eternal city. And those who love and practice falsehood will be outside God's eternal kingdom. Lying is the last sin condemned in the Bible, possibly because it was a lie that brought the fall of the human race. So let these solemn words be a warning sounding the alarm to all who believe that God tolerates lying and deceit. God does God does not tolerate lying or deceit. He does not. He does not. He does not. He gives warning to prophets who put their, who say, God said, and God said, I ain't told y'all no such thing. I ain't said a word. This is why you need the gift of discernment. This is why you need the Holy Ghost. This is why you need to read your Bible with Bible believing people who has wisdom, knowledge, and understanding not off their own opinion, not off their own way of thinking, none of that. What does the word say so that you will make the right choice and who you want to serve? Do you want to sell? Do you want to serve Satan or do you want to serve God? Because you're going to have to make a choice. Can I back that up with scripture? Can I, can I, can y'all go to Joshua? The Lord spoke this scripture to me when I was at Mount Moriah and I didn't understand it, but I understood it when I backslid and was on my way to hell. I understood it real good, but I want to help some of you understand it. Hell is not where you want to be. I seen it. I felt it. I witnessed it 
for myself. And since 2006, I have not turned my back on God since then. I have a backslid since then. I work out my own salvation. I mind my business. I preach the word. I teach the word. And I give you scripture. And if I'm able to back it up, I will do that too. I don't have time going to hell, lying and deceiving. I don't have time going to hell, being a hypocrite. I don't want to go to hell. I want to make it into heaven. And if this is what I believe until that time comes and it is and I, if something else is different, then praise the Lord. I can honestly say that I live and stood for the Lord that, that what I am in my belief. So that's why Revelation 22 and 10 and 11 speaks volume to me. Because if people want to live the way they want to live, let them. If they don't want to serve God, fine. You can't condemn them. You can't judge them unless you be judged for what you do. You Listen, you trying to pull out all those beams and all those logs and all those crusts and all those things out of somebody else's eye. But you can't see by what's covering your vision. Lord, help me. Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me, God. Lord, help me, Jesus. You are so much worse. People. There are so many people are worrying about what other people are saying, what other people are doing. What are you doing? What are the choices you are making? Who are you following? Are you following those who do what you do? And that's a question to the good and the evil. Because I follow those who do good. That's my choice. That's a choice I choose to make. And I don't care what you say, but I see the fruit. I'm, I'm, I, if the fruit is bad, we throwing it out. If there is some, some penicillin on that fruit, I'm throwing it out. If, that, if it's starting to look crinkly and wrinkly, I'm throwing it out. Because I don't want what you got and then it connects to me and then listen y'all know how fruit do when fruit is next to other fruit when one fruit becomes bad they all become bad one bad apple spoils the bunch so we just can't pick and choose well i'm gonna take this out and i'm just gonna move this over here and i'm gonna take that out and i'm just gonna move it over there no either you're gonna follow what is right or you're gonna follow what is wrong Listen, Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Joshua says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. I, I don't listen. I, I need y'all to hear me. And some of y'all know. Some of y'all y'all know. It wasn't no shame. In, it was no shame in my game when I was in the world. And it's not gonna be no shame. And, and uh it's not gonna be no shame in my game while I'm in the word. Whether you believe I'm here or there, it does not even matter to me anymore. I'm gonna give the word of God at the end of the day. That's it. You got to stick with the right farmers. 
the right farmers will teach you how to farm right. Show you how to line it up. Show you what season to plan in. Lord have mercy. Time to get you about to get me going. Listen. Verse 15 says, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And just like that declaration, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I'm going there. Yep, I'm going there. Just like that declaration they just made. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. But guess what? They continue. Because see, at that moment when you think you're about to die, <laughs> at that moment you think you're about to lose your job, at that moment you think your wife or your husband about to leave you, then you make these declarations. I promise I'm going to be good. I promise I won't go back over there. I promise I won't do it again. Please don't put me out. Please don't leave me. I need my job. I need my house. I know I told you I was going to have the rent next week. I know it seems like that I'm lying and I'm deceiving, but please don't put me out. Lord, you give me a car. I'll be in church every Sunday. Lord, you bless my finances. I'll pay my tithes every time I get to the church. Lord, every restore my mind. Y'all make all of these promises and these declarations. Lord, help me. Y'all make all these promises. Y'all make all these decrees. Y'all make all these declarations. And you ain't doing nothing. What you doing, what Timothy said, you are, you are, uh, um, um, you are, oh gosh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Spirit of the Lord, give me that scripture. You are, you are pretending that you are godly, but you're denying the power thereof. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You, you are pretending that you're living right. You are pretending you prophesying right. You are pretending you pastoring right. You are pretending, you are pretending that you be in an apostolic position. You're pretending, you're lying. You're being deceitful. You are the devil. And you're hiding that. You're hiding that through the outer appearance because your speech is so eloquent. Your clothes are so on fire. You walking with your head up and you got those hat on. You're looking the part, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof because you living in sin. Your fruit is rotten. You changing a fruit, but you're not changing to new fruit. All you're doing is taking that, um, that side of that apple that is rotten and you're just turning it around. Lord, help me, Jesus. And you're just turning it around. Literally. We, uh, Ernest, Ernestine, listen, not just you, me, all of us, we have to make a choice. And let me tell you something. It's the hardest choice ever. We're married. Listen, we are married and we think 
because we're separated, it's okay to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend because we're separated. So do you do realize that Moses' commandment, his law of commandment said that you can put your wife away with a bill of divorcement. So if Moses said to put your wife away and write them a bill of divorcement and release them, why hold on? Why hold on to your husband? Why hold on to your wife? If you want a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I know, listen, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. But you can have your cake and eat it too. When you make a choice, how you gonna eat that cake? How you gonna have that cake? How is that cake gonna taste when you burn it in hell? So you can have some cake, eat all you can, eat it up. Because if you still choose to be filthy, be filthy still. But it's not gonna stop me from preaching the word of God. It's not gonna stop me from giving the word of God. It's not gonna stop me from living a life that I choose to live. I choose to serve God, my household. Like my oldest daughter, she lives with me. She's 35 years old. And I tell her, you ain't got to go to church. But when I leave out on Sunday, you need to find you somewhere to go. Because for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Period. So if you don't want to make those choices, then you need to find you somewhere to go. Because I'm not changing my lifestyle to fit your lifestyle. Your lifestyle should fit the Lord's lifestyle. But if you don't want your lifestyle to fit the Lord's lifestyle, live your best life. But not in this house. Nope, not having it. Why? Because I'm responsible. And let me tell y'all something right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My daughter, since July of last year, has made some changes, not because of me. Not because of me, but because of her choices that she has chosen to change for the better for her because everything that she has tried has fallen by the wayside. And since she has now experienced God for himself, for herself, and she has seen her own change, I give God glory. I give God praise. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have people that's gonna celebrate you in your growth, if you don't have somebody celebrating you because what you done came out of, if you don't have somebody celebrating you because some addiction you had to get released from, something wrong. You got to continue to encourage them to stay on that path of righteousness. If you choose to veer off that path, don't take nobody with you. Go by yourself. Hear what I'm saying? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this vision. I got to get off here. Look at a diving board. L listen to me. They will tell you in when you go swimming and you go to get on the diving board, two people cannot be on that board with you. Hear what I'm saying. Two people, two or more people cannot be on that diving board with you. Why? Because the diving board you're supposed to jump to get a good a good bounce in there 
to leap forward. But when you got other people standing with you that is carrying weight, that board ain't going to bounce. Oh, Jesus, that board ain't going to bounce. That board is not going to bounce the way that it needs to bounce. So when you take your dive, it'll be a perfect jump. It'll be a perfect dive. You won't hurt yourself. You got to take that leap on your own because there are going to be some people that's not going to want you to go about it alone. They don't want you to leave them. They don't want you to grow better than them. They don't want you to go higher than them. And that's not saying that they think that they're better than you. No, they just want more. Even if you're not a Christian, even if you don't even know who God is, you as a person should want more. You as a person should understand the value of you and where you are with your life. You don't have to be mistreated. You don't have to be misguided. You don't have to be mistaken. Lord, help me. So when I, so I'm saying to you all, what will your choice be? We, 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 we keep connecting to so many people. And that's where confusion and chaos comes in at. Because y'all can't recognize, and yeah, I'm saying it, some of you cannot recognize what's good for you and the choices that you need to make for you. Because when you want greater, you're going to do better. And when you want better, you're going to do greater. When you want your lifestyle to change, you got to change your lifestyle. You got to change the people you hang out with. You got to change the way you do things. You got to change the way you think. Listen, Romans, thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 12. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. Why are you settling? Why are you settling for struggle? Why are you settling for stupidity? Why are you settling for sin? Why? When you can renew your mind, when you can be renewed, when you can have the life that you desire, when you can be happy. But see, some of you don't know how to recognize happiness and you don't know how to recognize what is good because you've always had bad. So when good happens and it's happening well, it frightens you because what? It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. And verse two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen. First Kings chapter 18. I'm going to move all the way forward. So let me give you, let me paraphrase this for you. So in this, in this story, Elijah told them, let me, let me go from, let me let me go to um lord have mercy let me read i gotta read this let me read to what elijah said to ahab 
and how he had to test the spirit. I just read that to y'all at 1 John 4 and 1. This is going to back it up right here. They had to see the testing of the spirit of God. They had to see the testing of false prophets because just not the false prophets that was here, but the people that was with them. When Elijah said to them, you're going to have to choose because y'all were torn between two opinions. He said, but let me give you an example of how you can choose. Let me show you their God. And then let me show you my God. So 1 Kings 18, 22, let me read this and I'll be done, I promise. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. Lord have mercy, help me Jesus. And 24 says, and he told them, and call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. That means they agreed. So they agreed that they would try the spirit and see which God was going to show up, which God was going to bring the fire, which God do y'all want to bring the fire? Because God is a consuming fire. Okay, let me stay focused. Verse 25, it said, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal. See, what you have to understand is you got true prophets and you got false prophets. So yeah, sometimes we got to stop saying they ain't a prophet. Oh, they are prophet. They just a false prophet. They are flesh prophet. They an evil prophet. So you still got to be careful how you put your mouth on God's people. Because God is going to judge them. And he will also judge you if you are speaking bad about them. It was David who said, touch not my anointing and do my prophets no harm. It was David that said, I never seen the, the, the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. It was David who said, I could have killed Saul, but he belongs to God. I, I need y'all to understand that. You got to let God show you who they are and then pray that they would be who God called them to be. Listen, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first, for you are many and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock, which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning, eve, from morning even unto noon. What does that mean? They was praying. For let's say, let's just say from the morning. Morning starts at 6 a.m. So 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So five hours. Six hours. <laughs> I know I ain't good math. Even that simple. Listen, for six, I'm just saying, let's just, let's just assume. I'm saying, let's just assume. It says from morning until noon. So 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. noon, 
they have been praying and praying and calling on their God to put fire under that under that wood to, to cook that bullock. You have to understand that these were false prophets, but they listened to Elijah. <laughs> I'm going to let that set in right there. Listen, he said, morning even unto noon, saying, O bow, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar, which was made. They leaped upon the altar, what was made. What does that mean? That's 26. Listen. In the NLT version, it says, so they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. So now they was caught. Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. So now they was calling on Baal for him, to, for them, for them guys to put fire under this wood. So they decided to go up on the altar and dance around it. <laughs> Somebody to understand, it doesn't matter how you dance. It doesn't matter how you shout. It doesn't matter how you clap. It doesn't matter how you scream out. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. If it ain't God, it ain't happening. If it ain't God, it ain't happening. Listen. So 27 says, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is on a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. Now Elijah is making fun of them. It's that about noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed. For surely he is a God. Perhaps he is daydreaming or he's relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be wakened. So now Elijah's like, where your God at? Where your God at? What, what, what is he doing? Where he at? And they cried louder and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances till the blood gushed out upon them. Listen, so they shouted louder and following their normal custom, they cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They arrived all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no sound, no reply, no response. Sometimes when you don't have a reply, sometimes when you don't hear a sound, sometimes when there's not a response, you need to check your heart. You need to check your life. You need to check yourself. You need to do a self-examination because something has caused God to be silent and not move on your behalf. And in another sense, if you're trying to get, listen, I can call this candle, my God. I can call this candle right here, my God. And expect this candle to do something. All this candle is going to do is when I light it, it's going to catch on fire. When I light it, it's going to catch on fire. But when God does a thing unexplainable, he's our one true living God. He calls it to light. And I hadn't even touched it. Some of you may believe that and some of you may not. But it's okay. It's okay because it's not for me to prove to you 
who God is. It's for me to test the spirit and see whether if it's God or not. Hey, Deacon Ramsey, listen, 29 says, and it came to pass when midday was past and they prophesied unto the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. Listen, they done did this thing all night. They done did this thing all night long. And in verse 11, then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. Did y'all catch that? Elijah had to go and repair the altar because it was torn down. Because I can only imagine them tearing up that place, trying to get their God to do something that, that he's not going to do. Listen, Elijah took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel. And he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold about three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Then Elijah said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they did as he said, and the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench. And at the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and prayed this prayer. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. Immediately. Somebody need to say immediately. Somebody, let me let me let me put that on there. Immediately. Let me say, somebody, you know what? Follow me. Follow me and write immediately. Because somebody needs to know that today, these days to come, immediately, God is about to show up for you. God is about to prove himself to others concerning you immediately. You won't have to cut yourselves. You won't have to dance around it. You ain't got to cry and, and loud and, and lay out to God for six and seven hours. You better realize that God is about to show up for you immediately. 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 So he went on to say, immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench because our God is a consuming fire. And when all the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all. And Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. You better understand that when you are a true man or woman of God 
and you obey the commandments of the Lord, your covenant, his covenant is with you. Not the false teachers, not the false prophets, not the false teachings, not the false preachings, not the false, the false people who are lying and deceiving you. You have got to try the spirit. And yes, you will be like Obadiah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You will be like Obadiah. And I'm going to say that's what his name is. You will be like Obadiah. You will be fearful. You will be scared. Especially when you know they're killing prophets. They're killing Christians. They're killing anybody who says God of this world out of their mouths and preaching and teaching it out of their hearts. That's why Elijah was mocking them. Well, maybe if you scream a little louder. You know, I tell my children, well, I'm going to go do this. And I said, well, let me know how that works for you. Let me know how that turns out. Let me, let me know how that works out. Because I'm trying to give you some instructions. I'm trying to give you some wisdom. I'm trying to tell you what you should say and what you shouldn't say. How you, how you should do this. And, but you don't want to listen to me. See, people don't want to listen to wisdom. I said yesterday, and Isaiah, can we reason together? But we have to understand when we learn who we are following, we'll make the right choice. What will be your choice? Either you want to serve Satan or you want to serve Jesus because you cannot serve them both. You cannot serve them both. And of course, it went on down to say that Elijah said to Ahab, get you up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea. Some of you need to see a little cloud out of the sea. Some of y'all just need to see a little cloud out of the sea, just so that you can have an assurance that God is still with you, that God is still hearing you, that God is still going to help you, that God is still going to give you whatever you need. But you got to be careful what you decreeing and what you declaring. You have to be careful and what you speak and who you hearing speaking to you. You got to have the spirit of discernment. And Elijah went on and said, go up and say unto Ahab, prepare the chariot and get thee down that the rain stops thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And I'm going to stop right there. We're going to learn more about that on tomorrow. So listen, your word on today is immediately. Immediately, you're going to have to make a choice. Immediately, you're going to have to wait on God. Immediately, you need to pray more. Immediately, you need to fast more. Immediately, you need to read more. Immediately, you need to try the spirits more. Immediately. 
because immediately there's going to be a rain immediately there's going to be abundance of rain and you're going to you're going to want god to show up for you immediately change the way you think change the way you speak change the way you act change the way your behavior is changes changes the changes on you stop following people because they look like they have something stop following people because they look like they prosperous stop following people because of what they look like listen i'm not going to get too much into this but i need y'all to study matthew chapter 23. I, i'm not going to get too much in it but i need y'all to i need y'all to study matthew chapter 23 because it was god i got into a little well i didn't get into but i was put into a position that that didn't make sense to me and i was sitting at my kitchen table lord help me and i was sitting at my kitchen table and i heard god say you're not their leader and i was like what you're not their leader and i was like i'm not their leader and some of you might have heard me talk about this a little bit, but I'm working on something. And that title is going to be, I'm not your leader. And I told Ms. Aquanda, I said, the analogy is you ever watch those alien movies? And when those aliens come down to earth, the first thing they say is, we're taking you to our leader. And they're pointing up into the sky. What you have to understand is Jesus, is our leader we who have been called to preach and teach is to lead those to our leader we are to make disciples for our leader we're servants we're not a leader it's not about our title it's not about our position it's not about our place it's about who we are called to be. And we were called to be a servant. And if you were called to be a prophet, we were called to be a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece for our leader. And we have got, no, I ain't gonna say we on this part. Some people of the fivefold have gotten beside themselves. And I'm just going to read this one part to you and that's it. And I'm done. Matthew 23. But I want to read it from the message version. And then I'm going to read it from another version. And I'm going to be done. I, 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 I'm, I promise I'm going to be done. I know I just said I promise, but promises are made to be broken. <laughs> so let me be petty. So now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered with them. Isn't that what Elijah did? Elijah told the, the bow prophets to come along with the other people so you so you so you, there's always going to be a multitude of people there's always going to be a crowd of people somewhere he said jesus said the religious scholars and pharisees are competent teachers in god's law you won't go wrong in following their teachers on Mo their teachings on moses he told them they're teaching from moses law you can't go wrong with that he said but be careful about following them they talk a good line but they don't live it they don't take it 
into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. And I'm going to leave that right there. Now, listen to this. Y'all, y'all, listen. Listen. In the NLT, in the NLT, I want to read something to you. And um, I don't know. No, it's the King James Version. In the King James Version, in Matthew 23 and 34, he said, Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you, you, you killed and crucified, and some of them you scourged in your synagogues, and you persecuted them from city to city. That upon you may come all the righteous bloodshed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel. How many of you remember Cain and Abel? Abel was killed for no reason. He was only killed because of Cain's reason. And that's what's happening to the true men and women of God today. We have a right to be to do what God has called us to do. But because of what you think your right is, you're killing righteous people. Because of your religion and your mindset and your evil ways. So I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave it right there because that, that teacher is coming and I can't wait, but that teacher is coming. But listen, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you all for listening um, and, and following me as I follow the Lord and, and know that what will your choice be? You, you got to make a choice of who you're going to serve. But in order for you to make those choices, you got to be able to discern what's good and what's evil you got to be able to discern false teachers and false prophets you got to be able to recognize if they're lying and being deceitful and if the word that they are speaking on or preaching on or teaching on it's got to line up with the word it has to line up with the word of god we are not supposed to bring people into us we're supposed to bring people into unto Jesus. Hear me. We are supposed to bring people unto Jesus, not bringing them into us because we want to have a we want to have a following. But we are to make disciples. We are to make followers of Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit into the right place. Amen. So I thank you all for tuning in. I'm sounding the alarm in Bible studies, teaching from first Kings, and pretty soon we're going to be in second Kings. So you have to understand, I'm not doing this to get a star. I'm doing this to get a crown. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not doing this to get a star. I'm doing this to receive my crown. If I got to lose some folk, then I'll lose some folk. If I got to be alone, then I'll go it alone. But at the end of the day, I am no longer following the likeness of men because I want to be liked. I want to be loved. I want to be a part. But then you find yourself caught up in things that they're doing that you're not supposed to be doing. 
and then it falls back on you because now you got to go down in sackcloth and ashes. You got to go into a sabbatical. You got to go into repentance. You got to go into forgiveness. You got to go into a cleansing. You got to go into a purging because we want to be liked and we want to be loved. So it finds us telling lies because we don't want to tell the truth because we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to tell them you're wrong because they didn't planted a seed. You don't know it all. Oh, so we got to listen to you. Well, no, listen to the word. But those are seeds that are planted. And those were seeds that were planted. So I had to go through a cleansing. I had to go through a purging. I had to go through a lot to get all of that out of me. That should not have been a part of me. And this is what the people need. They need someone that's going to bring them truth and transparency through the word of God. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about your life. It's about your salvation. It's about your healing and your deliverance. What will your choice be to receive the goodness of the Lord or to receive the hellness of damnation from Satan? When Jesus said you can have life and have it more abundantly. And I can honestly say that I am enjoying my life. I am enjoying the fruits of my labor. Because I want to make sure that my fruit gets checked and renewed daily. That means when you go to the grocery store and you buy fruit, you got a certain limit of time when you got to eat it. And let me tell y'all something. We have a certain limit of time of when we need to be eating the fruit. When we need to be eating the word. When we need to be eating the scroll. When we need to be, when we need to be eating the, the prophecy of this book. Time is at hand. People are no longer following scripture or sound doctrine. They're going to itching ears because they they struggling they frustrating and so they going through and they won't so now they're turning into scheming and lying and manipulating and cheating because they don't want to go through the struggle because when you go through the struggle god's gonna bring you out of the struggle but some are not willing to go through it so they take a shortcut lord have mercy so they take a shortcut and those shortcuts are causing y'all to miss out on the true promises of God. Those shortcuts are causing you to miss out on your, your, your harvest. Because you're not going through time when long suffering is part of the fruit of the spirit. You got to be willing and obedient and not be rebellious and refuse refuse the word of God, the commandments of the Lord. When Moses was here, we only had 10 commandments. But the Israelites was doing the most, complaining, condemning, judging, coming for the one that helped them escape poverty, escape captivity, escape mistreatment. And they come against the one that led them out, but, but was led out through the strength of God. You cried for a savior. You cried for help. You cried for deliverance. 
But because it doesn't come in the form that you think it should come in, because it came from a person you don't even like, so you discount it, so you walk away from it, so you reject it, because it doesn't look like or behave the way you think it should, because you're not used to seeing good because you saw bad all of your life. You've been mistreated all of your life, so you can't even recognize the goodness of the fruit. You can't even recognize the goodness of the Lord. You can't even recognize the goodness of the person. You can't recognize a true prophet because you've been around bad ones for a long time, and some of you are still connected to those bad ones, but you feel like you, you, you can't get up and move because it's that infection that has connected itself to you, and now you're contaminated. So you isolate yourself because of the contamination instead of going to God and laying out before the Lord and repenting and asking for forgiveness. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. So on today, this message was meet for me. This message was meet for me and I pray that it was meet for you as well. Because it's time us, it's time out for us to still be in on milk. We need strong meat. We need that meat that's gonna stick to our bones. We need that strong meat that's gonna that give us nourishment. We need that strong meat that's gonna grow us and mature us. We need the strong meat. We've got to come off the milk. We've got to come off the nipple. You've got to get this thing for yourself. Do you want to be made whole or do you just want to be healed? Because Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood. She was healed, but he told her, you've been made whole. Some of us are healed, but we're not made whole. And we want to be made whole. We want to be whole we don't want to be partial we don't want to be half we don't want to be three quarters we don't want to be two thirds we want to be whole amen who lord jesus so know that i love y'all know that i'm praying for you all it was god's will y'all listen who i know this was nobody but god because my i i my body is wore down i am tired I literally, I know, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. I know, because it does feel like my whole virtue has left my body. I feel so weak. So I know somebody has received this from the Lord. I know somebody was encouraged. I know somebody was saying, give me more. Because I feel weak. So I know the Holy Spirit did what he needed to do, say what he needed to say, and he used me just to do that. I want to live for God and God alone. I don't want to, I don't want to keep making mistakes, but I do want to keep learning from my mistakes. I, I need y'all to catch that. I don't want to keep making mistakes, but I want to keep learning from my mistakes. So if I'm learning from my mistakes, I'm becoming better. That means I got to be a student. 
for the rest of my life. I got to continue to learn. I got to continue to study. Who, Lord, I thank you because I am, my body is tired, y'all. I feel like I poured out so much. And it's nobody but God. Oh, God, I thank you, God. Right now, Jesus. God, Jesus, I'm coming to you as humbly as I know how. No other way but through Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask right now that you will continue to cover me and you will continue to keep me, lead me and guide me. That I will continue to pour out the goodness of the Lord to your children, to your leaders, to your people, to your prophets. So God, on today, I thank you. I thank you for using me. I thank you for growing me. I thank you. I thank you. Heal my body, strengthen it, replenish it, revive it, restore it, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for prosperity. I thank you for healing and deliverance. I thank you for conviction and correction. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. God, on today, whomever receives this in Jesus' name, give them grace. Give them life. Give them joy and happiness. Give them peace and comfort. Give them strength, Lord. And those that have lost a parent, those who have lost a parent, those who have lost a child, those who have lost a loved one, strengthen their heart so they won't fall by the wayside because of depression, because of sadness, because of misunderstanding, because they don't understand who you are. They don't understand why you do what you do. Strengthen them because of their weakness. Oh God, I thank you that we will continue to draw nigh to you as you continue to draw, as we continue to draw nigh to us, we will continue to draw nigh to you. But we must submit ourselves, therefore, to you, God. We must humble ourselves. We must have the spirit of humility. So we will receive what is given openly and honestly, openly and honestly. So we will pray for ourselves we will read for ourselves. We will study for ourselves. We will be able to show ourselves approved in the teaching, in the receiving, in the name of Jesus. So God, continue to allow me to be that person that I will even see the errors of my ways. Continue to search my whole heart, Lord. Continue to search my whole heart as I seek your whole face, God. Because I want to please you. And only you. So God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I want to thank you for the teaching. I want to thank you, Lord, for giving me, for giving me this lesson, sounding the alarm because others won't ring the bell. So God,
continue to allow me to help those to ring the bell. And eventually they'll sound the alarm that you are coming. And you are coming for a people without spot and wrinkle. You are coming for a people that has stood the test of time, that has obeyed your commandments, that has obeyed your statutes, that has obeyed your judgments, that has been obeyed the laws of the land, that has obeyed you and not been rebellious and not walked in disobedience and not walked into unforgiveness. And I bind up that spirit of unforgiveness. I bind up the spirit of hatred. And those who are cheating and those who are lying and those who are scheming have grace and mercy on their soul. Bring them into righteousness. Bring them into deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, we love you. We bless your name. We glorify you. Because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. God, you're still alive in us, for us. So God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Hear our prayers, hear our hearts. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name I pray, we pray. And we all say amen. Thank you, Lord. If it's God's will, I'll see you all on tomorrow. We will be on 1 Kings chapter 19. And again, this is going to bless your whole soul. Continue to follow me as I follow the Lord. Stay encouraged. Stay at the cross. Hey, Diane, stay at the cross. Stay at the cross. Keep touching the hem of his garment. Lord, help me, Jesus. He hears your prayers. He hears the struggle. He knows the, the, the things that are happening. He knows the outcome. But trust him. Believe in him. Have faith. Bless you, Tanika. Bless you, Tanika. Thank you. God is so good. And I give him all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Because it's nobody but him. And I thank him for using me for such a time as this. I'm in a season of learning myself. I'm in a season of receiving myself. I'm in a season that I'm still get, getting and giving. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Thank you for tuning into Sounding the Alarm with Pastor Serena Our Deliverance Ministries. Know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen. Yeah, have a good evening.